Hi, everybody. It's Tuesday, May 2nd. So here's how my evening was going. I was working on a video for TikTok on the Republicans and the debt ceiling debacle. I've listed all the things they want to cut. And I get an alert from the New York Times. And I just glance at it on my phone. And I see Tucker and text. So I decide, well, I guess I better read this. And here's what it says in the email. Carlson's text that alarmed Fox leaders. It's not how white men fight. Wow. A text message sent by Tucker Carlson that set off a panic at Fox showed him sharing his private inflammatory views about violence and race. End quote. I'm Gloria Moraga. This is Political Woman. Here to share political stories hoping it will spur you on to vote. So I'm going to do something I've never done before. Really, I haven't. I'm going to read, just read from most of the New York Times story. Why? Because this is a great story. And like every great story, you, the reader, you're fascinated by the story. You know, it's, you're reading it and it's like, wow, this is great. This is great. But then it starts to hit you. And if it's a good story, you become emotional. I mean, sometimes the emotion can be happiness, joy. When I read it, I was sickened. I was angry, disgusted. And then I was filled with despair. And then I got angry again. The story is written by three men, and they are Jeremy W. Peters, Michael S. Schmidt, and Jim Rottenberg. Good job, guys. Great story in every way. Now, in the story, there's a screenshot of the Tucker Carlson text and then later on down in the story, there's a photo of the redacted version of that same text. But the Times got the text. They're the first to get it, as far as I know. I mean, I haven't searched everywhere. But, yeah. Now, the Times and other news outlets have petitioned the court to provide unredacted information in the form of texts and emails. And the court is supposed to rule sometime soon. But as far as I know, they haven't yet. By the time this podcast, you're listening to it, they may have. And of course, here's some of the backstory. This text of Tucker Carlson's and the information in this story is all related to the Dominion Voting Systems versus Fox Corporation Lawsuit. Dominion sued Fox because Fox hosts and guests defamed Dominion. They were all you know, on the air saying Dominion voting machines were not reliable, that they were crooked. You know, 
Dominion lost business. Dominion's workers were threatened with violence and on and on. Just typical, typical stuff. And this all relates to Donald Trump. Oh, him again. Yeah, all the lies he and his cronies told that the election was stolen. And you know what? He's still saying this. Even after all the lawsuits, even after, you know, this big lawsuit that Fox agreed to pay almost, almost a billion dollars. And now we hear that Trump hired investigators of his own to go out and find voter fraud. And guess what? They couldn't find anything. None. No, no. They said there's none. No, 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 no. So let's get back to the uh, to the story, and and Tucker Carlson, you know, who's now been fired, who was fired not long after Fox settled this Dominion suit. It was like no, it was like what they fired Tucker Carlson, which many of us who are semi-normal have wanted him to be fired for years. For years, because he's hateful and and a liar. But apparently, according to the Times, this text that he sent to his producer and, and more texts, more information that was redacted is what led to Fox settling the suit with Dominion. You know, I, I felt sad. Because I wanted, uh, I wanted it to go to trial. I wanted it all to come out. So let's get to the story. So I'm going to read, basically, I'm going to read the story. So it starts out with the big headline. Carlson's text that alarmed Fox leaders. It's not how white men fight. And then it goes on above the picture. The discovery of the text message contributed to a chain of events that ultimately led to Tucker Carlson's firing. And then there's a picture of Mr. Mann, Mr. Racist himself, on stage someplace. Underneath the picture, it says, for years, Tucker Carlson espoused views on a show that amplified the ideology of white nationalism. And then Rebecca Noble for the Times took that picture. And then it's got the three photos of Monsieur Peter Schmidt and Rottenberg. And this is their byline, and it's uh, dated May 2nd. As I'm recording this, it's May 3rd now. <laughs> That's how long it's taken me to get my act together. All right, and then the story begins. Quote, a text message sent by Tucker Carlson that set off panic at the highest levels of Fox on the eve of its billion-dollar defamation trial showed its most popular host sharing his private inflammatory views about violence and race. The discovery of the message contributed to a chain of events that ultimately led to Carson's firing. In the message, sent to one of his producers, in the hours after violent Trump supporters stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021, Mr. Carlson described how he had recently watched a video of a group of men Trump supporters, he said, violently attacking and, quote, this is another 
quote within a quote, Antifa kid. Which just sickens me because, oh, do you mean a black kid? Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's what he means. And then the article goes on, quote, it was three against one at least, he wrote. And then he expressed a sense of dismay that the attackers, like him, were white. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously, he wrote. It's not how white men fight. Huh? That's me saying, huh? It's not how white men fight, he said. But he said he found himself, for a moment, wanting the group to kill the person he had described as the Antifa kid. Yeah, this is when I got sick. It's like, really? And then, then in the article, there's actually a screenshot of the text message. And I don't know if they just mocked this up to look like a screenshot or, it, you know, it's just in a box. Tucker Carlson's text to a producer. And then within the box, it says Exhibit 276, Tucker Carlson, January 7th, 2021, 4.18.04 p.m. UTC. So that's what time. And then, quote, I'm just going to read the text. And I've also read it in my TikTok video. Quote, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly... I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder and kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere, somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I any better than he? Unquote. What kind of a person is this? And then he, this line about if I reduce people to their politics, what? You're not reducing people to their politics. You're reducing people to their color of their skin. It doesn't have anything. You don't know what his politics is. You have no idea. I just, I don't know. I'm just, and I think 
wow, he's hangs out with Trump. He hangs out with that Marjorie Taylor Greene, with all of those other people, those, well, those Fox people, lawmakers, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, and on and on. And this is how they talk to each other. This is what they say to each other in texts. No wonder they get so freaked out when the Justice Department confiscates their phones. Mm -hmm. So then um, I'll just read a little bit more of the, um, of the story and then I'll just have some final thoughts. And this is back, quote, back to the story. For years, Mr. Carlson espoused views on his show that amplified the ideology of white nationalism. But the text message revealed more about his views on racial superiority. The text alarmed the Fox board. Duh. No duh. The text alarmed the Fox board, which saw the message a day before Fox was set to defend itself against Dominion voting systems before a jury. The board grew concerned that the message could become public at trial when Mr. Carlson was on the stand, creating a sensational and damaging moment that would raise broader questions about the company. Mm -hmm. The article goes on. The day after the discovery, the board told Fox executives it was bringing in an outside law firm to conduct an investigation into Mr. Carlson's conduct. And then I'll just finally read. The text message added to a growing number of internal issues involving Mr. Carlson that led the company's leadership to conclude he was more of a problem than an asset and that he had to go, according to several people with knowledge of the decision. In other messages, he referred to women, including a senior Fox executive, in crude and misogynistic terms. Mm -hmm. He used the C word quite a bit. It was one of his favorite words. And you know, that C word is also one of the favorite words of the former president. That's coming out. Back to the article, quote, the message about the fight also played a role in the company's decision to settle the Dominion lawsuit for $787.5 million, the largest known payout in a defamation case. A representative for Mr. Carlson said he had no comment. And end quote, end quote out of the article. And I'll just say no shit. Uh, and back to the article. The text is part of redacted court filings and its contents were previously unreported. The contents of the text were disclosed in interviews with several people close to the defamation suit against Fox. This is how the Times got it. Several people close to the lawsuit. And then they have this screenshot of the text messages, but blacked out, redacted out, and that his messages were collected as part of the lawsuit, la la la. It's just disgusting. It goes on to quote him again, which is just, um, I don't know, sickening. 
He's sickening. I mean, he was always sickening on air. When I posted a video of his firing on YouTube, I overwhelmingly got views and comments about people supporting him and talking about how great he is, yada, 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 which just leads me to believe again that we are in big trouble, people. This is a major television network that hires these people. And you know what? They know. They know he was on the air talking about racism and white supremacy and on and on and on. The article goes on to just describe some of the way he talked about minorities and um, immigrants. Here's, here's one quote. Mr. Carlson often framed topics in the news as part of a larger struggle between us and them. With This is a quote from the article. With immigrants and other marginalized groups steadily and surely taking from whites what had long been theirs, political and cultural power in the United States. He attacked it. He attacked, Carlson attacked black social justice activists and portrayed immigrants from Central America as a blight on the nation. He said in 2018 that immigrants make the country dirtier. Well, who the hell do you think you are? Because you weren't born here. You're not Native American. Wow. Yeah, I'm angry. So back to voting. (laughs) Oh, Gloria, this doesn't relate to voting. Well, it sure as hell does, people. This guy and Fox and the Supreme Court and the Speaker of the House and right wing, I mean, I don't even want to call them Republicans anymore, all across the country and in state houses are attacking our rights. They're attacking the United States Constitution, that we're all created equal. They're doing that. This guy did it every night, Monday through Friday on his show. And the rich people that own Fox, members of the board, they knew it. They'd heard it all before. And they just let it go on and on and on. It's imperative that we all gear up and get ready to vote in mass. You can't say anymore, my vote doesn't count. You have to stop saying that. You have to stop saying listening to their lies. You know, when I read that Hispanics in Florida overwhelmingly vote for that book-burning dude, I don't want to say his name, the governor, who thinks he's going to run for president and he's just a joke, just like Tucker Carlson's a little joke, but they give them power. They have this power that they get. They get the power from the wealthy because they want Trump back in. They want these people back in because they get massive, massive tax cuts and they get richer and we all get poorer. I pay as just a struggling woman, I pay more taxes than Donald Trump. That's a fact, Jack. 
It's not all right. And when I hear that Hispanics and Latinos vote Republican because they think that Democrats are communists and they come from communist countries, people wake up, wake up and smell the coffee because they're selling you a bill of goods. This is what they think of us. This, we make the country dirty. Mm -hmm. That's me. That's me. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. It's important. I'm going to produce as many podcasts as I can between now and election day. I'm going to do as many TikToks and YouTube shorts as possible to highlight what is happening in this country. We're better than this. We're better than this. We're better than allowing the NRA to be in charge of how many guns are in this country killing our children. We're better than this. We're better than taking away the rights of women so they're dying in the parking lot because their baby's dead inside their bodies and they can't get medical help. We're better than this. And all of us have to vote because they vote, they vote. I'm Gloria Moraga. It's 12.30 a.m. But this is important, so I stayed up. Please share, please subscribe. Please vote. And...